guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. First of all, wasn't General Conference amazing? I always love it. Every single year, it goes fast. Every single weekend goes so fast, and you get to sit down, you get to listen to prophets and apostles and church leaders. I am so grateful for that. I am also especially grateful I get to go back and read them and study them because watching them is awesome, but going back and studying them again and learning from them and picking up things that I may have missed out on, that's awesome. So make sure for the next six months, General Conference does become one of the things that you get to study. So just a little thought there with that. Um, so for Bomb Bites, for this week and next week, they're going to be a little bit different. So you have to bear with us. we got some logistical things with our schedules going on. So this week, we, we normally do five episodes of Bomb Bites. This week, we are only going to do two episodes for the week of Isaiah uh, 58 to 66. And then the following week, we are only doing one episode for Jeremiah 1 through 20. So we're doing that just like I said some logistical things we have going on but the following week so two weeks from now we'll be back to our normal schedule with Bombite so thanks for your patience with that it's just some things we have going on and it's going to work out with our schedule better so two episodes this week one episode next week and the one episode next week is going to give you some things that you can do each day so anyway just so you are aware of what is going on so this week like i said two episodes for isaiah 58 to 66 and there's so many different things that we could cover but i wanted to focus on isaiah 58 today uh, it's only 14 verses but it covers one of the most difficult topics something that strikes fear in the heart of every member of the church it is called fasting because you know how that goes right that you're looking saturday night and you're just like oh tomorrow's fast sunday you're like oh right i think it's one of those gospel principles i know for myself i love food food and i have always had a great relationship and so when i go without that food sometimes it becomes a difficult thing especially when you are not focusing on the right way to fast or as Isaiah 58 calls it, the true law of the fast right there in the chapter heading. Because I don't know about you, verses one through five absolutely describe me. I know they described me as a teenager, definitely. Sometimes they describe me as an adult as well. But you get into like verse number one. It says, cry aloud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet, and shew my people their transgressions and the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness and forsook not the ordinance of their God. They ask me of the ordinances of justice and they take delight in approaching to God. Which is interesting because the footnote there, 2A, here's where it starts hitting us close to home. They do all the rituals, but they lack something yet. You know, last week as we were studying Isaiah chapter 50, verse 10, one of the things it says is, Who is among you that feareth the Lord and obeyeth the voice of his servant, that walketh in darkness and hath no light? You know, I was having a good conversation with my students about this, and we were talking about how it seems like, we're trying to do what we're supposed to do, but we're just going through the motions. And I think fasting is one of those instances where it is very easy to just go through the motions. Or again, like the footnote says, they do all the rituals, but they lack something yet. So verse number three, wherefore have we fasted, say they, and thou seest not? Wherefore have we afflicted our soul and thou takest no knowledge? Behold, in the day of your fast, ye find pleasure and exact all your labors. Or the footnote says, inflict 
prevail on others. You're like, I'm trying to fast here and nobody's noticing. Verse four, ye fast for strife and debate to smite with the fist of wickedness. Ye shall not fast as ye do this day to make your voice to be heard on high. That's like walking around going, I'm fasting. Oh, this is so hard, right? We do that. We do it all the time. The footnote there, fasting without spiritual motivation only engenders discomfort and irritability. That is called hunger and nobody likes hunger, right? Verse five, is it such a fast that I have chosen a day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head as a bulrush and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Wilt thou call this a fast, an acceptable day to the Lord? So I think all of us find ourselves in that that uh, category sometimes where we just go through the motions and we want to make our help our family know I'm fasting and you're tired and you're lethargic and you want to make sure you let people know that. You know, you're coming home from church on a fast Sunday, tearing off the tie and grabbing the Doritos, right? I, we do that sometimes. And I don't know if we're getting the power out of it. If you go through the rest of this chapter, you almost need to take an if-then approach to this. If you do this, then this will happen. If you go through the true law of the fast, then these blessings will come. Look at verse 6. Is this not the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bands of wickedness to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that ye break every yoke. That is one of the best reasons to fast, is to do those things, to loose the bands of wickedness. It's one of those things where fasting, I really believe, can be something that can bless us when we are struggling with certain things we're trying to overcome. I really think it can help us. Um, when I was a bishop, I one of the things I would recommend to people is if they were struggling with a pornography addiction, I would recommend fasting because they both have to do with physical appetites to some extent and trying to master that physical appetite. And so that is something. It can undo those heavy burdens. It can let the oppressed go free and it can break every yoke. Verse number seven, is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry and that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house, that when thou seest the naked, that thou cover him and that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh. So that's the, if you will do this. I think that's specific to fast offerings. Verse eight, then, then, here's the then, then shall thy light break forth as the morning and thine health shall spring forth speedily. Thy righteousness shall go before thee and the glory of the Lord shall be thy rearward or thy rear guard. Then shalt thou call and the Lord shall answer. Thou shalt cry and he shall say, here I am. If thou take away from the midst of thee the yoke, the putting forth of the finger and speaking vanity, if thou draw out thy soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall thy light rise in obscurity and thy darkness shall be at noonday. And I love this promise. And then, let me add this, shall the Lord guide thee continually and satisfy thy soul in drought. Make fat thy bones and thou shalt be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters fail not. Elder Jeffrey R. Holland a few years ago gave a talk called Like a Watered Garden. Check out the promises here with regards to fasting and fast offerings. We should pay them, meaning fast offerings, as a personal expression of love to a generous and merciful Father in heaven. Through his grace, God has dealt bread to the hungry and clothing to the poor. At various times in our lives, that will include all of us, either temporally or spiritually speaking. 
for every one of us, the gospel has broken forth as the light of the morning, driving back the darkness of ignorance and sorrow, fear and despair. In nation after nation, his children have called and the Lord has answered. Through the movement of his gospel across the world, God is relieving the burdens of the weary and setting free those that are oppressed. His loving goodness has made our lives, rich or poor, near or far, like a watered garden from a spring of water that faileth not. You know, when it comes to fast offerings, I've had a lot of people ask me, they've been like, how much should you pay for fast offerings? Usually, you know, the, the rule is the two meals that you take. Um, I saw a quote from President Kimball, Spencer W. Kimball years ago, where he talked about this. Sometimes we have been a bit penurious, which is stingy, and figured that we had for breakfast one egg and that costs so many cents and then we give that to the Lord. I think that when we are affluent, as many of us are, that we ought to be very, very generous. I think we should give, instead of the amount we save by our two meals or fasting, perhaps much, much more, 10 times more where we are in a position to do it. Now, again, I don't know if that's the rule to have, but I think the principle there is maybe we err on the side of being a little bit more generous when it comes to fast offerings. I think the Lord has done that to us. Perhaps we should be able to bless the lives of others as we do that. One other little thing I want to share with you with regards to fasting that I think will help. Oftentimes in scriptures, fasting and prayer will be put together, coupled together, the fasting and the prayer. One thing I would recommend doing is going to the Bible dictionary and looking up prayer. It is one of the best uh, entries in the Bible dictionary. There's a paragraph here that all I'm going to do is I'm going to read it here, but what I want you to do is to think about fasting. In fact, I'm going to replace the word prayer with fasting. And I think as you read it this way, I think we're going to get more power out of the fasting, that true law of the fast that Isaiah talks about. As soon as we learn the true relationship in which we stand towards God, namely, God is our Father and we are His children, then at once, fasting becomes natural and instinctive on our part. Many of the so-called difficulties about fasting arise from forgetting this relationship. Fasting is the act by which the will of the father and the will of the child are brought into correspondence with each other. The object of fasting is not to change the will of God, but to secure for ourselves and for others blessings that God is already willing to grant, but that are made conditional upon our asking for them. Blessings require some work and effort on our part before we can obtain them. Fasting is a form of work and is an appointed means for obtaining the highest of blessings. And so if you couple that together and you see the way the Lord works, when you make that relationship between you and Heavenly Father, the main reason why you do it, then I think that fasting becomes natural and instinctive. And we're not sitting there looking at the watch, you know, checking the clock and, and watching to see when this fast Sunday is gonna end. We look forward to it and we find that power. And I think we're all at various stages of our lives with that. But hopefully that can help you a little bit with the blessings that come and search for those blessings as they're found in Isaiah 58. I think they're powerful and I know they're true. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.